Welcome to the Employment Law and HR Podcast with your host, Allison Colley. Hello and welcome to the Employment Law and HR Podcast. I'm your host, Alison Colley. I'm an employment law specialist and I run the firm Real Employment Law Advice. We're based in the UK and we provide advice to employers and employees on all aspects of employment law. We do act for people around the UK, although our primary office is based on the Isle of Wight. We do have an office available for meetings in Eastleigh and in Salisbury, where my colleague works from. So if you'd like to meet with us face to face, we can meet you in one of those locations or we can often come out and see you wherever you are, depending on what your requirements are and whereabouts in the UK you're based. But for many clients, we do deal with them remotely by telephone, email and Skype. So if you are looking for a new employment law and HR provider, or if you just want some advice on a particular project or a particular issue, then we would be really happy to help you. We do the podcast as a free means of providing information and resources to employers and HR professionals. But we also do run a business and offer paid advice as well. So if you'd like to get in touch with us for any advice or assistance for your organisation or for yourself or for a friend or family member, then you can contact us. The email is alison at realemploymentoradvice.co.uk and you can find all the details about the firm on the website which is realemploymentoradvice.co.uk. Our website for employers where you'll find the podcast and the podcast show notes is at adviceforemployers.co.uk. So this week again, I'm going to be dealing with a listener question. So without further ado, I'm going to get into this week's featured content. This week's question came from a listener who wants to remain anonymous. Um, But it's really about dealing with disciplinary issues when somebody is unable to attend a disciplinary due to sickness absence. Now, for those of you who have listened back to the back catalogue, you'll know I did a full series on unfair dismissal and covering disciplinary issues right at the beginning um, in episodes 34 to 39 and episode 22. And we touched upon this in those episodes, but I thought it'd be a good opportunity to revisit it given the question. And just to discuss some of the principles based on sickness absence alone. So it is something that can arise fairly often. What happens is the employee is invited to a disciplinary or a grievance investigation regarding allegations against them. And either because they can't face it or because the situation becomes so stressful for them, they then visit their GP or doctor and are signed off from work. And Many employees that I've dealt with in the past tend to think that because they've been signed off sick, they can avoid attending a disciplinary hearing altogether. And that's not necessarily the case. However, there are some caveats to that. So if an employee is absent from work on short-term absence, then in my view, it's reasonable unless there are real extenuating circumstances, to delay things and wait for them to be fit to return. Which is fair enough, you can do that if there's a date you know that they're going to be available and ready to return, you can put it off maybe for a couple of weeks and then deal with it then. The situation becomes a problem, in my view, when employees continually visit the doctor 
and are signed off on a continual basis over a long-term period. That's when employers become frustrated and really don't know what to do next. So my advice is, if you have a situation like this, is the first thing to do is to get some medical advice about the employee's condition and whether they are, in fact, not fit to attend a disciplinary. Because it's well known that whilst an employee may not be fit to attend work in the eyes of their doctor, it doesn't necessarily follow that they're not fit to attend a disciplinary meeting. If the reason for the employee's sickness absence is to do with the disciplinary meeting, I stress because of the situation, you may find that the doctor is supportive of getting the hearing out of the way so as to deal with the issue that's causing the sickness absence and may be supportive of the employee attending or of some kind of adjustments to enable the employee to attend. If the doctor says, They're not fit to attend at the moment, but they're under a course of treatment and it's going to take a couple more weeks. Then again, it would, in my view, be reasonable to take on board what the doctor's saying and to delay until they have undertaken or completed the treatment and the doctor says they're fit to attend. But what do you do then if the employee is not fit to attend a meeting And the doctor supports the fact that they're not fit to attend a meeting and there really is no end in sight. Now, of course, every single circumstance should be taken on the facts of that case. So I can't give you specific advice about the situation because there is no one size fits all here. What you would need to do is to get specific legal advice about the situation, but to take on board the principles of fairness that have been set out by case law in the past and to see what the exact circumstances of the case are. So when weighing up the situation, what you need to look at is you need to go back to the principles about the fairness of dismissal, which as I've talked about before, I did deal with in previous episodes on unfair dismissal. But just by way of a recap, The principal case on this is the British Home Stores versus Birchall, a case from 1978. And that case established the principles that are still used today with regards to dismissals for misconduct. And that is to say, it will only be fair if at the time of the dismissal, if you as the employer had belief in the guilt of the employee so that they'd actually done it, that you had reasonable grounds for believing that they were guilty of that misconduct and that you'd carried out as much investigation as was reasonable in all of the circumstances. And from this case flows a number of other cases, but establish the range of reasonable responses test. And that applies to the decision that you make as the employer, the procedure and the investigation you undertake. And that all goes to whether the employees had the opportunity to respond and you've undertaken sufficient investigation of the allegation in order to reach a reasonable and fair decision. There's another case from 1978 which is relevant here and which you should have in your mind when you're making a decision about whether to proceed with a case in an employee's absence and that is that there was three requirements of natural justice. The case is Carnham versus Mid-Glamorgan Area Health Authority. And I'll put a link in the show notes so you can see that. But basically, it said that the three requirements of natural justice are that the employee or the accused should know the nature of the accusation against them. They should be given an opportunity to state their case 
and you should act in good faith as the employer. So those are all the factors that an employer would need to weigh up in deciding whether it was reasonable to proceed in the absence of an employee if they are unfit to attend a meeting. The ACAS code says that employers and employees should make every effort to attend disciplinary hearing and where an employee is persistently unable or unwilling to attend a disciplinary meeting without good cause, the employer should make a decision on the evidence available. There is also the need as an employer to weigh up the timely resolution of the matter versus these principles of fairness and natural justice in enabling the employee to attend. So it's not, as I said before, an easy decision to make and certainly isn't one that is a one-size-fits-all. It does depend on the circumstances of the case as to whether you can establish that it's fair to proceed in the employee's absence. And from another case on this matter, the Employment Tribunal have said that doubtless there are situations in which employers are entitled to proceed in disciplinary hearings in the absence of the employee, but it will be the exception rather than the rule. This means, therefore, in my view, that there would have to be exceptional circumstances or something a bit out of the ordinary for an employer to be able to proceed with the disciplinary in the employee's absence. But it would depend on all of the factors of the case to establish if the employer had acted reasonably in taking that decision and in so first of all taking the decision to proceed in the employee's absence and then secondly taking the decision to dismiss or discipline the employee and then of course following on from that is another point that needs to be noted that is to say even if the employment tribunal find that an employer has acted unreasonably in taking the decision to proceed with the disciplinary in the absence of the employee and they find therefore that there is an unfair dismissal, they would then go on to apply what is known as the Polkey test, which again is the name of a case which established the principles here. And they could therefore then make a deduction from any compensation that's awarded on a percentage basis, on the basis that where a fair procedure would have made no difference to the outcome anyway. So what they would look at is whether or not health permitting had the employee attended the hearing there would have made no difference to the outcome and also would have assessed the strength of the case against the employee and if there was an overwhelming case against the employee in any event then they would make that percentage deduction. My advice is always to try to hold a disciplinary hearing with the employee present. If the employee is off sick then the best thing you can do is to get some medical advice as to how you should proceed. And and you should only proceed in their absence in exceptional circumstances. But even if you do decide to proceed in the absence of the employee, if the evidence is overwhelming against them and it would have made no difference for them being in attendance, the risk of you having high compensation awarded against you is low because even though the tribunal may find that there has been an unfair dismissal, they may decide to make the pokey deduction of that compensation on the basis that the employee's attendance would have made no difference to the outcome. If you find yourself in this situation where you have an employee and you want to get on with a disciplinary hearing and they're not attending for whatever reason, 
then I would suggest that you seek legal advice on the particular circumstances of the case before you decide to take action. And if you've already done something which you can't undo, then it's always worth getting advice to ensure that you're doing everything you can to mitigate or reduce the risk to your organisational business. Thanks again for tuning into the podcast. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I do really enjoy hearing from you if you listen to the podcast and particularly receiving your questions like this one in this episode and also in the last episode. So if you do have a question, I'm happy to answer it. I'd much rather be answering real life examples and providing you with the information and knowledge that you actually need um, rather than trying to cover a case that's obscure and nobody's really interested in. So do please get in touch. You can contact me by email. It's alison at realemploymentadvice.co.uk or alternatively, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm not very good, I have to say, at picking up my messages on there, but I do always connect and I will get back to you on my messages as soon as I can. If you email me, it is much quicker and I will respond much quicker that way. Alternatively, if you can't get a hold of me and you want to speak to a solicitor urgently, then you can contact one of my colleagues. There's Miranda Amos and her email is miranda at realemploymentoradvice.co.uk or there's Albert Bardry and his email is albert at realemploymentoradvice.co.uk. Thanks very much for listening and I hope you have a great week. Thanks again for listening. Just want to finalise by saying I wouldn't be a lawyer unless I had a legal disclaimer. So I must just say to you that the information in this podcast is for information only. It's general review and a general update. It's always necessary to get specific legal advice about your circumstances. So please don't rely on anything that you've heard in this podcast. But please do feel free to contact me if you'd like further information or specific advice.